We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Mile High Huddle Podcast with your football priests, Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Remember, Broncos country is not a geographic location. It's a state of being. Welcome in, everybody. It is the Gut Reaction episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. I'm your host, Chad Jensen, on this Christmas Eve. With me, as always, my partner in crime. You know him, you love him, Zach Kellerman. Zach, as we see the real-time people coming in the stats are about to explode on our live stream here you're uh you know there's been a few people that have been with us while we did a little bit of a watch along through the last like three and a half minutes but uh since this is going to be the beginning of what people are going to hear and whatnot for the uh on-demand episode and what and a lot of people probably fast forward to this anyway on youtube Let's let's just recapitulate a few of these things we've already touched on. Your gut reaction so far to, uh, or your gut reaction tonight? Yeah, we're on to 2024 officially. We should collectively vanquish the playoff word from our vocabulary because the Broncos are probably not going to get in now. That was the final nail in their coffin, and they don't deserve, quite frankly, to get in anyway. You come out on Christmas Eve, primetime game, have to have it. You're at home. You're placing. You're playing the Patriots and Bailey Zappi, and you allow him to go down the field, kick a game-winning field goal. Patrick Sertan was not good enough. Russell Wilson was not good enough. VJ was not good enough. Sean Payton was not good enough. I said it twice this podcast. I'll say it for the third time. Like most losses in recent years, this was a collective failure. It wasn't one individual. The whole team didn't look like they showed up for three and a half quarters, and you can't dig yourself that big of a hole and expect to always climb out. doesn't matter who you're playing, Chad. I mean, think about it. Even, okay, you don't take the points um, on on your first offensive possession. You decide to go for it on fourth down, and you're stuffed with another um, easy to – I mean, just absolutely telegraph. We're going to run the ball right here, and they stop. Against, you know, one of the best rushing defenses in the league. Okay, take that away. Oddly enough, Broncos still win this game if not for a Marvin Mims fumble. Now, I don't want to put this game on Mims. He was just a, a symptom of how things unraveled. But, again, you – the margins are so thin in the NFL and on gotta have it games. This is, this is one of those, the Patriots were relishing the opportunity to play spoiler. And, you know, Sean Payton talked about earlier this week, Zach, I'll use his word, 
how Belichick, you know, come in and loot you, right? And that's exactly what happened. He's a Grinch. Check the thumbnail of this episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. Belichick stole Christmas. He looted the Broncos, even though you can argue, Zach, that they looted themselves. They did, and it was the same type of self-sabotaging the Broncos have traditionally employed. The When the offensive line wasn't bad, Russell Wilson was bad, and the running game was slogging along. Losing Cortland Sutton was a, a death knell for this offense because it showed that when you take away Cortland Sutton, this offense is very mediocre. They don't have any star talent outside of Sutton. But again, on defense, when you had to have it, it reminded me, we talked about it while we were watching the game, week one with Jimmy G, when you have to have that stop, where was the defense? Where was that uh, that clutch takeaway, even a sack, something to impact the game? They were MIA, just like the rest of the team. I am very disappointed. And I'll say, I don't think it's a hot take. This loss stings more and is more embarrassing than week three. Yeah, it's... uh. Open heart perjury indeed, Diamond Rattler. Thank you for Super Chat number two tonight and the Bridge the Gap reference. The feeling is uh, despondence. The feeling is tragedy. It's desperation for a moment there tonight. Broncos made some hay too little too late. It was a nice 16-point surge, Zach, but as you said, too little too late. Diamond, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. As we talked about, uh, Taylor, real quick, though, jumping in, saying one thing to say, eight in a row, very disappointing, meaning eight seasons in a row with no playoffs. Indeed, thank you for the super big dog. Merry Christmas to everybody. I know that might sound like I'm being, uh, you know, I'm, I'm being a little cute. I'm not. I'm not be trying to be ironic. I still hope everybody has a good Christmas Eve or finish to their Christmas Eve and a good Christmas tomorrow. Try and keep your mind on the on the reason for the, the season, whether it's you're celebrating Christmas, happy holidays, festive, whatever it is, keep your eye on that prize. The Broncos are not going to be making the playoffs again, Zach, for, as Taylor just pointed out, the eighth straight season. However, uh, if they don't win another game, you got a two-game improvement, Zach, over last year's finish. With Sean Payton and a quarterback named Russell Wilson making the kind of money he is, not good enough. I was I was expecting a four was like the floor of what I expected this to be improvement wise over last season's win total, which was five five victories. So I was expecting like nine is the floor, and that's still on the table. You can go in and beat the Chargers and the Raiders. It'll it's very unlikely to avail you relative to the playoffs, but there's still a chance you could finish plus five hundred. Cold comfort. Chad says so. Russ is benched the rest of the year. Thank you for the super chat, Chad. Appreciate you, big dog. What do you think, Zach? Uh, your answer for Mr. Campbell here. I, I don't think they're going to bench Russell Wilson. They've sunk too much money into him, and uh, they're going to see what they can do the last couple games, make it work. Uh, it would be it would create more problems, in my opinion, create more problems than it's worth putting in Stidham this close to the season's end with the Broncos still technically in the playoff hunt. If they win their last two, they could get in. Uh, Not so. to cut you off, but let me posture it this way. Do you bench Russell Wilson knowing the playoffs are basically all but a very slim, slim possibility? I mean, the no. it, it, to protect him from injury guarantee, that would guarantee his 2025 salary, do you think their mind is on getting out of his situation? Because that's the only reason you would do it is if you were already of a mind as a team, Zach, to move on from Russ. I could see the case for it, but there's been no inkling that they've even are thinking of, of going that route. If they were considering that, maybe again, my opinion, they would have bench Russ for a series or had sit him warm up on the sideline. There'd be a little more uh, breadcrumbs to follow if they were planning to go that route, but anything could happen, Chad. 
I'll agree with my partner here, Chad. Anything could happen. Uh, it's the NFL. All bets are off. Nothing would surprise me in the league, but um, I don't expect Russ to get uh, benched in order to uh, protect him from his 2025 salary becoming guaranteed. Patriot Tex in the house. What's up, brother? Thank you. Says George Payton, the GM, has got to go. I won't bag on Russ tonight, but he is not the answer. Hashtag MHH for life. Look, Zach, it was a nice uh, little reprieve. And it did rekindle some hope that I had lost in Russ, the five-game win streak and winning six out of seven. But I told you guys, you know, when I come off of something, it's for a good reason. And I was holding on to Russ being the short-term answer for this team. You know, he's already 35, so it's not like you can expect him to be there for another 10 or 15 years. But a guy that you could, Zach, count on to kind of usher in the first three, four years of the Sean Payton era and then pass the torch. And I came off of that after the week five loss to the Jets, which was one of several very humiliating losses. I mean, a loss sucks. It hurts. Sometimes hyperbole sneaks in and people make more about it or of it than than it is or was. In that case, it was an utterly humiliating loss. Russ was a big reason for it. All the smack talk from Sean Payton that he failed to back up. And then you look at how the Jets season unfolded and it only adds insult to injury. But I'm, I'm sorry. Like I still, even that short streak, notwithstanding the five wins, et cetera, I just don't see how Russ moves this team forward. It feels like even though he has a penchant for making plays, Zach, when the chips are down late in a game, overcoming obstacles, overcoming big um, you know, gaps and, and score uh, deficiencies, et cetera, I just feel like, it's kind of holding the team back one way or another. And you got to, I just think this, if if I think that as a guy who covers the team and talks about it every day and writes about it every day, what do the guys that are dealing with him every day think? I mean, it's got to be, sometimes there's that too close to see thing, but not guys who are making, you know, this is what they're getting paid to decide and recognize and understand and plan for and hedge against, et cetera. So I don't, I, Seeing this outcome tonight, I'm a little bit more open to the possibility of them maybe choosing not to bring him back next year. But again, the penalty for moving on from him is so extreme, they might not have a choice, especially Zach for a team that's already over the cap in 2024. Yeah, Russ wasn't the answer tonight. He hasn't been the answer in some of the Broncos' losses. Um, personal speaking, though, Chad, you know, it, it, Jonathan Harris isn't the starter at the, or the answer at defensive end. Josie Jeweler Singleton, they're not the answer at inside linebacker. I mean, what's going on at tight end? What's going on at right tackle? There are major personnel deficiencies. And I do believe George Payton, if they kind of te peter out to end the season, he's going to fall on the sword. But then again, George Payton, not to exonerate him, but he's not the one on the sideline making those calls. He's not the one with questionable, um, tactics to get the team ready for a game there's a lot that we can criticize sean payton for chad he's certainly not blameless in these defeats i mean the team has looked so much more competent um even in, amid some of these just terrible outcomes compared to any of the recent i mean compared to any coach since kubiak um but it still hasn't been enough and i think some of the limitations we're seeing they are real, and I do think the quarterback situation is a part of that. Deanna, the Lady D, jumping in with a very, very generous Thank super you, chat tonight. Love you. Appreciate you so much, Deanna, all that you do for us here. And we wish you a Merry Christmas despite tonight's disappointment. She says, so sad 
on a game we should have won. Merry Christmas, Chad, Zach, and also to your families. Give our best to your family as well. Lady DMHH for life. Bridge the gap. Heck yeah. Appreciate you, Deanna. Thank you, Deanna. Merry Christmas to you and your family. And like Chad said, we wish it was a better occasion tonight. Now, listen, we've uh, been live for 31 minutes because, again, we went. We decided to get started when it was looking as bleak as it was. About four minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it is Christmas Eve. And as a family man, I do have a few things I got to help take care of tonight. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Mrs. Claus, so to speak, isn't doing all the heavy lifting. Point being, this won't be a super long stream relative to our normal uh, broadcasting time. So any specific topics, questions, get them in the chat, supers. We will get to it, but we're going to try and keep it a little bit pithy tonight. Xander, thank you for the super chat, my friend. Very generous of you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. He says, week on depth, no Nick Benito, no big-time defensive plays, no Sutton, no big-time touchdown. But the truth is we need the barefoot Pino Grigio commercial guy in the locker room to start the game. Seriously, I'm not sure what that is, Zach. Uh, go big, all, go big, all four quarters, or go play golf. Yeah, I'm sorry, Xander, if I missed your joke, dude. That's that's the worst. But but yeah, the big play. You need your big players, Xander, in the big games to make big plays. That really didn't happen for the Broncos until Russ turned it on for a minute in this in the fourth quarter. But it was too little, too late. We could go through it, but so many of your best players exploited, uh, did not play well tonight. Chris, Zach, with a symbolic super chat, as is his tradition on our gut reactions. Thank you, bro. Merry Christmas to you. Give our best to your family. He says, what a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde team. Yeah. Shouldn't have been like this, but there it was. Build on the good for next year. Thank you all, or thank you for all you do, and happy holidays to you. Right back at you, big dog. Thank you. And that's that's where we're at. Holy smokes, uh, that's all. That's that's Chris. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Here, put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. I don't want to get this wrong. Hold on. Hold on one second, guys. Holy crap. Producers, producers got to spell it out for me so I don't screw something up. Because I think I know what the I think I know, but he's I gotta make sure. Well, Xander, yeah, and Chris, yeah. I, I know who it is. It's Chris Hernandez, dude. That's Chris Hernandez. I'm telling you, that's his Twitter. That's his uh, maybe it's maybe it's not, but whoever it is, I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's Hernandez. I mean. Maybe not though. Hold on. Yeah, I mean his, his K R Y S S is in his Twitter handle. I 
And if I'm wrong, whoever Chris Chris he said it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dang, bro. Going off the, that's a that's a Christmas turkey right there, dude. That's a Christmas ham, prime rib turkey, bro. Thank you. It's so generous of you. I mean, seriously, thank you, Chris. You know we love you, big dog. We don't take that lightly. Like maxing out super chat on YouTube on Christmas Eve, that is definitely a Christmas gift. He says, "Yeah, that's me. I had to switch accounts to get the full that's amount." Cool, Zach on a on a Christmas Eve. Uh, that helps the football priest. That goes a long way, my dog. Thank long you, way. Chris. Love you, big dog. Seriously. I was going to say thank you, Xander, and thank you, Chris, for your generosity. That's before we saw uh, that level of generosity. You're unbelievable, Chris, one of the OGs, and we hold you in, in such high esteem, high regard. The merriest of Christmas is the happiest of holidays with you and your family. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, I'll send you, I'll, we'll send you a little care package, a post-Christmas care package, bro. Seriously, thank you, my dog. Love you, uh, especially for someone who's got such roots with us. Uh goes all the way back to year one of us doing this as a live stream. I mean, Zach and I have been streaming or podcasting together since 2018. Mm -hmm. um, but the live stream thing began September of 19. And I, I don't remember. I remember you being there in year one, dude. You've been there from the beginning. Mm -hmm. You've made it out. Even though you don't live in Denver, you made it out to the um, a meet and greet. Uh, we got to meet your wife. So cool. And you're part of this, the fabric of this community, my brother. And we love you. A big part of the fabric, Chris. Thank you so, so much again. Man, sometimes that, you know, people want us to just jump right back into football, but that level of just support and generosity and passion, like we have to not have to, like we want to recognize that that's what we do here. Love you, Chris. Naj, jumping in. Also, very generous super chat. Thank Another you, one of our great um, figureheads of the community says, hey, brothers, devastating. Lots of fault to go around, but losing to that team at home in a must win, this is the worst loss in years. All we can hope for now is a winning season. I don't know what Peyton does this offseason, but this is soul crushing. It is soul crushing, Zach, and it could be a pivot point. You know, it's like you were saying, we haven't seen any indication unless you want to really go down the uh, paranoia rabbit hole of Sean's kind of sideline breakdown last week in Detroit. I think that was just heat of the moment, but we have seen no indication leading into tonight and including tonight that the Broncos are not thinking Russ 2024 and beyond, but this is the type of game that changes things that could change things anyways, what I'm getting at. Um, and if the Broncos weren't already Zach, so over the cap for 2024, I mean, they're already looking at having to cut a lot of fat and change a lot of things up and, you know, cut people, ask for restructures that's with or without Russell Wilson. So you would further be handicapping the team, so to speak, if you move on from what is it, Scott 85 dead over the next two. I want to say combine something like that. If you move on from him. So if it weren't for that, Zach, I would, I would probably be thinking that, you know what? Sean Payton wants his own guy. Russ is showing you the limitations etc but that still is a very mitigating factor it's one thing to lose to detroit or houston or miami it's another thing to lose like this in, in this fashion it reminds me chad of 2017 i think it was 2017 that they were facing the broncos were the giants who were winless on prime time at home in a game they pretty much had to have and they came out and no show this was the same exact result 
But in terms of Russell Wilson, I just can't see Sean bailing on him when you're not technically eliminated yet. The Broncos still could get in if miracles happen. And I don't know the message that that would send would be a positive one if, hey, if you're highly paid and at the first moment of adversity, Sean Payton's going to pull you regardless and play your backup. I just can't. I, I don't think he can make that move yet. Not with the Broncos still technically in, in it. I mean, it would take a season-ending injury to rob them of, you know, the whole salary guaranteed for 2025 in case of injury thing, but they're already on that hook anyway for so much of his salary. So it's like, they don't really have much to lose besides just continuing to play him seriously. Like they don't really have that much to lose because that contract really is an albatross around this team's neck. Uh, Grover jumping in brother. Good to see you. He says, ho, ho. Oh no. Ugly. Krampus just gutted us on Christmas Eve. But I hope tomorrow brings more joy to y'all. Much love and Merry Christmas, MHH for Life. Same to you, big dog, and that's to everybody. I still hope everybody has a Merry Christmas, and I think you will once you burn out the hormones from tonight's, I mean, just colossal disappointment. Sam Bam, brother, thank you, buddy. Says, oh, Merry Christmas, guys. I know. Harsh, man, harsh. It's also about complexion of how you lose a game, Zach. Uh, Brandon, thank you on Facebook. Merry Christmas. Thanks for being on tonight. Thanks for being with us, man. Seriously. Um, it's also the complexion of how you lose a game. Everyone's fingerprints are on this one. You know, you, what was it? The phrase you brought up again about Sean Payton, uh, the stinks on everyone's fingers, right? Yeah. Something he said, well, let us, let us count the number of fingers <laughs> that you can detect that stink on tonight. Coaches, the offense, obviously. The defense, obviously, special teams, long field goal, but you gotta, you, you gotta hope to make a. I mean, you gotta expect uh, make a fifty-seven yard field goal. Reigning AFC uh, special teams yeah. player of the month. Uh, the defense, in more ways than one. I mean, that horrible third quarter. Then you allow them to go down and get that last drive. The offense. I mean, everyone stunk tonight. And the expression is dirt on everyone's hands or everyone's fingers. I don't know why I keep saying stink. No, he's, the, no, no, no. There is a there. The, was it know, stink this, on whole fingers? Topic was regular for Sean Payton up until the game started about last season and how many people share complicity because the questions were always about Russ. It always started with, "Hey, how much of is Russ savable? Right? Can you fix Russ?" And he would uh, reject the premise of Russ needing saving and saying, "Hey, no, everyone shares complicity." I promise you. There is a quote of him saying stink on everyone's fingers. I think it was the Jarrett Bell. I think it was the Jarrett Bell. Uh, USA Today, you know, the whole Hackett thing. All I know is every time I say that, I feel like my intrusive thoughts are winning and it shouldn't be aired on this podcast, Chad. But anyway, yeah, I mean, we knew that the defense would kind of be back to mid. The offense is unreliable as ever. But when the special teams, which we compliment on the breakdowns each and every week, when Marvin Mims implodes, it's one of those games. But you can stomach when one of those games happens, like last week against Detroit or a few weeks ago against Houston. Those are bona fide, legit contenders. The Patriots, this iteration of the Patriots, they are not contenders. They are one of the worst teams in the NFL. And you come out on primetime at home and look like that? Unacceptable. It was embarrassing. It really was. Uh, James, thank you, buddy. Merry Christmas to you. Says, uh, Russ has to go. 84 yards through three quarters. I know I tweeted about that. I don't care, <laughs> pardon me, about the last two drives. Reminded me of Tebow. Also, we won't make the playoffs because we lost to the Raiders, Jets, and Commanders. Sad. I know, right? 
um, that first frame, that first quarter, it's one of the things that still annoys me about going to 17 is you can't technically call it a, you can't break it down by quarter. Uh, it's not even anymore, but still your point. Yes. The, the Broncos we knew just by looking at the schedule before things started, Zach, Hey, you got to make hay on that first, that first frame, we'll call it, uh, which included, as James points out here, the Raiders, uh, the Commanders, Jets in week five, you crap the bed on Christmas Eve, uh, you know, you, you double crap the bed. Patriot text, Merry Christmas, guys. Hopefully Santa brings us a playoff team next year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of where we go from here decisions are made in this front office because I just think that I mean, again, we're talking about Sean Payton here, Zach. Like we've seen the kind of hay quarterbacks make with Sean Payton. Not, just, I mean, obviously Drew Brees, yeah, Hall, future Hall of Famer. That's going to be a thing. But like the record he had with Teddy, the record he had with uh, Jameis Winston, the record he had with the, the uh, I always forget this kid's name, dude, the white kid, quarterback from BYU. Jason Hill. Thank you. I always botch that. Thank you both, Scott as well. Um, and then. Russ, you get stretches of brilliance, but never consistency. I don't think Russ has had a full 60-game solid performance this season. I mean, he's had, when you look at the box score, Zach, hey, he's had games where he doesn't throw a pick and doesn't turn it over, and they've won a game. But not you're not looking at a quarterback that is able to put a team on his back, jump out early. At, at no point ever when the Broncos take the field, Zach, is a fan under the sun amongst the throng of Broncos country, the world over, ever comfortable that this thing's in hand. I mean, it just yeah. – and not to say that you uh, d- that fans deserve that or that that should be a thing, but Russell Wilson has not fully realized what I expected uh, potential-wise under Peyton. His touchdown numbers are there, et cetera. That's the only thing you can really point to, Zach, as an as a improvement over – Last year, I still think it's fair to say Hackett broke him. Yeah, we have James Moss hopping in $20 super. Thank you so much, James. He goes, Russ is only good when the play breaks down and he's rolling out. That's not an offense. He got lucky in Seattle with that defense. People want to blame Sean Payton for play calling. But if Russ can't run the plays, who is really to blame? My view on it, 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 there are certain games where Russ looks like, not back to prime Russ, but a quarterback that you can definitely win with, a quarterback that you can succeed with. There's other times like tonight where every part of his game, from his pocket presence to his mechanics to his his arm, they just fall apart, and he just withers under pressure. He runs laterally. He doesn't move up. The offensive line doesn't help, but we've all come to the realization and maybe I could speak for you, Chad, because I know we're two of the bigger Russ guys out there. They have to have another quarterback in 2024, at least on the roster. It doesn't mean you have to cut Russ or uh, go out and usurp him from day one, but this is a team that's being held back by who's under center. The play calling could be better. The game planning could be better. The defense could be better. There's personnel issues, but it all starts with the quarterback. And I'm a big Russ guy, but in losses like tonight, it is glaring when Bailey Zappi outplays you that you need help in that area. I can't disagree. Ryan, thank you. So generous, my friend. Appreciate you on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. Says, what's up, priest in Broncos country? Let's be honest. We were getting ourselves up with false hope. This team with Russ is too inconsistent, and we would – not do damage in the playoffs. I've always had hope and always will. 
Here's to you guys in 2024. Right back at you, brother. That you're in. No, no, no. I don't think we had. I mean, it's it, in in hindsight, it's now proven to be a false hope, right? Hope that was at least unrealized. But when you battle back to 500, uh, Zach, after a one and five start, and literally put yourself in the midst of the playoffs, it's not beyond the pale to start thinking playoffs. I mean, that's a loser mindset to get to that point and not start putting that into right. the equation. Like you have to project it as the team you have to project that as not only a possibility but a probability and as guys covering the team when it becomes mathematically possible of course it becomes part of the conversation but it is unfortunate zach that as ryan writes here now in retrospect through the lens of uh the fullness of the season and actual fact our hopes did turn out to be false but that does not mean they were unfounded no, thank you, Ryan. First of all, and Merry Christmas. Very appreciative that you're tuning in with us tonight. I agree with you, Chad. When the Broncos go back to 500, it was a fresh, brand new season, clean slate. And they've had major tests, major barometer games since getting back to that mark. Uh, you can, again, you can stomach the Texans loss. That was kind of one that, that cracked the dam. The Detroit loss, okay, Detroit's a really good team this year. But tonight, that was the death knell for the Broncos season because you couldn't afford to have it happen. And New England is not anywhere near the same level as the other teams. So I don't think it was false hope. But I do believe, and I'm guilty of this as well, during the winning streak, we all um, romanticized the Broncos a little better than they actually were in reality. I think part of that, too, was... Um just the magical run that the defense went on relative to takeaways. It, it really covered so many holes that, uh, and it was so extreme in how productive it was that it was easy to buy into. Um, but pragmatists like Nick, you know, Nick Kendall's like, Hey, this is something it's not going to last forever. And of course we knew it wouldn't last forever, but um, I think that did kind of inflate people's view sherry thank you we're going to start rapid fire in here sherry says on facebook this was a team loss gaps everywhere but the play calling was boring and conservative why can't we play explosive from the beginning like we do in the with 10 minutes left in the game merry christmas to us she goes on to say and to think if we won tonight i was driving to denver next week to go to the game not going to get my um money now save me a lot of money probably waste my money now is what you're saying but well, saved you trip anyway, huh, Sherry? But try and have a Merry Christmas. I mean, I'm really disappointed for everybody in Broncos country who was like, man, just deliver a dub for us here. That's all we can ask for. Uh, and really kind of kick your Christmas off right. And now two years in a row, you got negative feelings on on Christmas, a Christmas Day embarrassment, a Christmas Eve embarrassment. Deuce from New Orleans or from N.O. Thank you for the super, my friend. Good to see you. Um, yeah, it's just one of those... Uh, um, these are the kind of sick feelings you have in the pit of your stomach, Zach, or that uh, become so familiar over the preceding yeah. seven years. Uh, Josh Ross, Russ isn't to blame for everything. Didn't call he didn't call those run plays before uh, the touchdown drive. Offense slow until needed. Where is the sense of urgency? That part, yes, you put on the coach as far as you know how the plays are called, Zach. But I think he's he realized a long time ago that. You know, that whole backyard thing, when the chips are down, it can work. If you try and make the backyard, let's be, you know, run out there and let Russ just kind of fly around and find people streaking open, good defense, that, that's also 
uh, not a recipe for success. Just like a quarterback who I have zero memories, literally, Zach. Maybe there's a play someone could dig up and find. But as a Bronco, I have zero memories of Russell Wilson ever climbing the pocket. When the pressure comes, he either stays where he's at and, like, you know, try, or he turns around, bails out the back. He never tries to climb up to buy that extra second or two that it might give him to make the throw. And I think I'm only saying that because, and then Raj, I'm going to grab you. I'm only saying that because I think part of the dogged determination or what is perceived by fans and media of this boring uh, stubbornness to stick to a certain brand of offense by Sean Payton, I think part of that is him just knowing that I he recognizes the limitations of his quarterback. Yeah, it wasn't all on, on Russell. I mean, I feel like I've been saying this in every Broncos loss the last two seasons. It wasn't all on Russ, but there's times uh, where there's no other culprit but Russell Wilson. It just wasn't good enough from a schematic standpoint, from an execution standpoint. But we've had more evidence now under two different regimes that kind of point to saying maybe uh, the offense would be better with a different quarterback and a different skill set under center. That's a fair argument to make now. Raj, thank you, buddy. Gentlemen, I can't get past the fact that we didn't just kick a field goal on the first series. Thoughts? Yeah, this is something we've already – I I mean, it bothered me because I this game had all the makings of a rock fight with just how inconsistent the offense for Denver is and how dominant that rushing defense is for the Patriots. This had all the makings of a rock fight. And in a rock – I mean, period, in the NFL, Zach, points come at a premium, yada, yada. But especially in a rock fight game, you got to take those points when they're there. And uh, so, yeah, I was shaking my head. I was upset about it in the moment. Zach and hoped that it wouldn't come back to haunt him. Turns out, what did they lose by? Three points. Yeah, questionable for sure. But they never should have been in that position against a pretty bad Patriots team at home in a primetime must-win situation. But we have F.A. coming in, $49.99 Super. Thank you so, so much, F.A. Hope you and your family are having a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. Um, this one stings, fellas, but this team has heart. PS2 needs to wake up. Parker owned him on multiple occasions. Russ needs to stop running in a sacks. Step up in the pocket and launch the ball. Take a chance. Like usual, Chad, we and we tend to agree with what uh, FA's viewpoints were of the game, and those are the big problems because those are your guys that you count on. Russ on offense and PS2 on defense. Those are your leaders. Uh, they're your captains, and they were bad for the majority of the game tonight. And it just proves that you can have a bad game, but you have to have someone to pick that person up and on offense or defense when Cortland Sutton came out for example if a 245 million dollar quarterback can't make everyone else around him better or can't make another receiver stand out after losing your one then he's a little overpaid if PS2 if, if there's no other person in the secondary that can make a play and PS2 gets exposed they're not as good as we thought they were so FA the realization and the resignation it's, it's pretty painful once again I'm going to say this if you <sighs> In the big games, you need your best players to make big plays. And when it doesn't happen, it is going to cost you. And PS2, he's kind of been, you know, you talk about FA needs to wake up. He's kind of been sleepwalking through most of this season, if I'm being frank. And listen, if my brother were sitting next to me right now, I was at a Christmas party for the first half of the game. He would, he would confirm this. But before things started going sideways for the Broncos, as the game was getting going, I expressed this opinion to him. He could confirm that Patrick Sertan, you know, he might get lucky, Zach, and get a Pro Bowl off of the juice of his name, but he's he's not making All Pro. Um, 
he's not had a good season. Average. He's mostly lived off his reputation, and the teams that decide to disregard the reputation and have attacked him this year, more often than not, Zach, they've succeeded. Um, yeah, and thank you, Scott. A Pro Bowl will cost the Broncos almost $3 million more uh, on a Pat Sertan fifth-year option, which, of course, is going to get extended. They're going to pick up his fifth-year option when the time comes. But PS2 has not had a good year. And just, again, tonight, so many of the players, Broncos' best players, failed to step up and make big plays. Offensively, you lost one of your best players in Cortland Sutton, obviously. But Russ, too little, too late. Uh, where was Jerry Judy? He's a first-round pick. He's supposed to be one of your best players. Javante Williams, outside of a couple of runs, once again, running into contact, three yards in a cloud of dust. Uh, I could think of one run tonight. Scratch that. Two runs outside of the goal line where he did more than, you know, the three yards in a cloud of dust thing. Defense, PS2, smoked in critical situations. Where was Justin Simmons? I mean, Jonathan Cooper made one play that I can remember. He did get a sack, but DJ Jones, one big player that gave you a big play, a uh, big player in the sense that he's paid as a big player, did give you that one takeaway early. Jordan, Merry Christmas, fellas. I'm lost for words. It seemed we tried to overlook the Patriots and screwed around with bad play calling. Also, PS2 giving up that big pass play was so disappointing. Yeah, and I was thinking about what kind of – maybe my point was a little unclear, but if if you take away Patrick Sertan, and that's why I said if we were re- re- romanticized the talent level or how good they were playing, I mean, opposite them, Jaquan McMillian, who had a bad game tonight, undrafted free agent PJ Locke, who we all love during the winning streak playing for Kareem Jackson undrafted free agent. There's third and fourth and seventh round picks littering the defense speaking to them exclusively. There's a talent deficiency issue. And my reality, my takeaway is Chad, this team is not nearly as close as I thought they'd be. I was talking maybe 11 and five or, or 12 in, or I'm sorry, 11 and six, 12 and five to start the season. And now it's like we're limping to maybe nine and eight. It's again, very frustrating reality. You just don't have the front seven talent defensively. Um, they can flash occasionally, but especially on the D line and your, your rush, like every rush linebacker, the Broncos have Zach are, would be great number twos or solid number twos, good number twos to have. But when you're relying on them to be the guys it's just hasn't come out in the wash. Well, amongst the many needs this team has is a true kind of Batman style caliber, I should say, uh, edge rusher. And Von Miller's not walking through those doors, you know, anytime soon. I mean, like old version, prime version Von. Michael says uh, 5% with the loss against the Patriots, the Broncos have 5% chance at the end of the play. Yeah, it's over. I mean, it's over. Lady D jumping in again. Love you so Thank much, you Deanna. So much, she says, Merry Christmas, Broncos country. Like, share, and subscribe. Hashtag <clears throat> MHH for life. That's a great message. Thank you. Please uh, take heed to what the Lady D has to say. Give us a like at the very least. Helps us out if you're on YouTube, Facebook. Share it out. Subscribe. All that good stuff. Thank you, Deanna. F.A., another top rope super like Lady D more than once tonight. He says, can we stop giving Russ credit for getting out of messes he created? This is an interesting point here, Zach. He creates a lot of his own mess. Take a look at what the Browns are doing with Joe frickin' Flacco. Merry Christmas, fellas. You too, Scott. Merry Christmas right back at you, big dog. And yeah, it goes to show you that teams that Zach are willing to kind of play hard and fast with NFL custom, you know, like the Browns, it's 
NFL custom would dictate you don't, even though you signed this guy, Joe Flacco, this busted down, it's over for this guy quarterback. You just, and you lost your number one. You just continue riding with the guys who were there for training camp or there, all that stuff. Not, not Stefanski, uh, not the Browns. They're shaking things up because, you know, uh, the mother of, of uh, invention is necessity, et cetera, all that stuff. They kind of were in a situation where it was adapt or die. And that coaching staff had the cashews to say, no, we're going to try and evolve here. And, and it butts up against NFL custom and convention, but we're going to try to do something most teams don't do. And it's paying dividends for them. And hey, look at Joe Flacco, who in Denver anyway, looked like he had nothing left. And here he is doing his thing. I mean, 300 yards, three touchdowns, 300 yards, three touchdowns. Joe Flacco, who would have thunk it? Yeah, I've been I've been watching some uh, Browns games recently because I have Amari Cooper in fantasy. Shout out Johnny Not Bravo with Cooper putting up 58.5 today in uh, the semifinals. But it, it was a situation where, Chad, that running game is better than the Broncos running game. That offensive line as a whole is better than the Broncos offensive line. Miles Garrett on Cleveland's defense is light years better than anyone the Broncos have on defense. Uh, their defensive coordinating and staff is better than the Broncos defensive staff. And you can argue at times Stefanski, his play calling and his preparation is on par with Sean Payton. No two, no two situations are the same, but I have a feeling I could have went in there, Chad, you could have went in there and quarterback the Browns to a few victories. But if you watch the games, Amari Cooper fights for the passes. Elijah Moore fights for the passes. David Njoku fights for the passes. Where is that tenacity? Who wants the ball that much in, in Denver, except for Cortland Sutton, Brandon Johnson, Lucas Kroll. It's the, the scales are too unbalanced. Lawrence, how many problem children we were, how many problem children we were up for grabs this year at the wide receiver position that could have made an immediate impact that we skipped over. So how many problem children that were up for grabs this year at wide receiver that we passed over because they're problem children that could have made an immediate impact. Um, I don't know, man, but you know, that's one of the fair points to make here. Like we marvel at what Joe Flacco's doing, but Zach, as you, as you uh, kind of illustrated there, he does have Amari Cooper. And you go, ah, well, Russ has Cortland Sutton. Well, not tonight. He didn't. Um, and, I mean, even just watching that Dallas game earlier before the Broncos, I'm thinking to myself, once again, it's like, hey, there was a wide receiver the Broncos could have taken but decided to take Jerry Judy. I mean, what I wouldn't give for that cat right now to be sporting yeah. orange and blue. I mean, seriously, CeCe Lamb, baller. Uh, Jess, thank you, bro. We'll, uh, we'll still be here regardless of the wins and losses. Appreciate that, bro, because we will, too. We will, too. And uh, we've learned, Zach, I mean, the rise of our our brand and our show's success and our website and all that came amidst the darkest period literally ever for the Denver Broncos in the Super Bowl era, which does prove to us that you guys are ride and die. You're here for the best. You're here for the worst. You'll be there, and we appreciate you. Thank you, Ronk. So good to see you tonight. Merry Christmas to you, big dog. That's why I say... I've said it for years. I'll say it again. Broncos country is the best fan base in the entire world, Chad. And I mean that from my heart. Scott, um, are we pretty caught up? Okay, listen, guys, I love you all. Seriously, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Um, we got to get off. We, we went early tonight, about four minutes before the game ended. So we've been on now for just over an hour. But And Jacob jumping in, I felt like Sean Payton is sabotaging the Broncos. But we got to get going, uh, things to do at home. 
I feel you, my friend. If you uh, circle back uh, and rewind this episode when we're done streaming, you'll see some of our thoughts on on the idea of where Sean Payton stands in the, <laughs> you know, you talk about the circle of trust, the circle of complicity in tonight's loss. But Zach, we got a few messages for you guys before we dip. Don't leave quite yet. That was another tremendous installment, the gut reaction episode of the Mile High Huddle podcast. If you're not doing so, follow us on Twitter at the MHH pod. You can follow the main account at Mile High Huddle. Chad at Chad and Jensen, myself at Kelberman NFL, and Scott, our producer at Scout Kennedy. If you guys want some MHH merch, you know what, where to find it, what to find, right there, mhhmerch.com. Cop you some. It's good stuff, I promise. If you haven't done so, please drop us a like at facebook.com slash milehighhuddlepod. Also, you can find us on Instagram at mile underscore high underscore huddle. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you're leaving your football priest a five-star review for a chance to win some of that merch each and every single month. But if anything, y'all, please subscribe, like, and share this video and every video you see on the MHH channel. It really helps us grow and reach more Broncos fans just like y'all. A shout-out to the great Super Chat superstars of MHH and supporters on Facebook tonight, starting with... Chris Hernandez balling out, maxing out YouTube. F.A., the Lady D, uh, the early birds like Diamond Rattler, Kendrick Ware, Taylor, Chad Campbell, Patriot Tex, Xander, Grover, Sam Bam, Naj, James Todd, um, James Moss, uh, Deuce, Josh Ross, Jordan Lewis, Ryan, top rope. Uh, let me see, Jacob on Facebook. Lawrence, big boy stars, Brandon Williams, big boy stars, the Ronk, big boy stars, Raj, Sherry, Colby, much love and respect. And again, guys, I'm sorry that kind of Christmas got kicked off in such a disappointing way, but really hope everyone has a Merry Christmas and uh, try and put it behind you and, and enjoy tonight and tomorrow for what it's about. Enjoy your family. Stay safe. We love you. And uh, we'll be talking to you here soon. We're not sure about what's going to happen tomorrow night for the show, but stay tuned for that. We'll, we'll let you know. Yeah, facts, whatever. Everything Chad just said, absolute facts. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Take care. And as always, go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.